A king finds himself at odds with his archbishop. A renegade general brings the world to the precipice of destruction. A magical nanny appears at the bank's residence. A British writer has his way of life turned upside down by a wild man on Crete. And a linguist transforms a flower girl into the toast of high society. This time on the Oscar should have gone to 1964. And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... Have you got me and the Oscar goes to the best picture of the year is my fair lady. I hope no one could hear me chewing the pickle that I was eating during that thing. I mean, but, uh, I, I I messed up some of the words. Maybe I'll re-record it, and then we won't have to worry about no, it. No, 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 no. This is like make Just it authentic, it fly, baby. Yeah. Make it authentic in the in the end times. Um, for lunch, I'm having a Bloody Mary with the fixins. Also, it's three o'clock, so I guess that's when I eat lunch now. Yeah, I mean, what is time? Ah, <sighs> time is a flat circle. Yeah. Uh, so, how Megan, are you what doing? doing? I'm. I'm- <laughs> It's hard. It's hard via Zoom, isn't it? I'm over Zoom, by the way. Yeah. The whole thing of like, we can all get together and chat. You know what? I'd rather not. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the same. You know, it's not the same as just being able to reach out and decide not to touch each other. Yes, exactly. I I don't, I wouldn't touch, I'm not a, I'm not a toucher. I would just like to be in the same vicinity as... Honestly, waiters and waitresses, servers. Right. That's what I miss. We were, we were just talking about, and we'll introduce our guest in one second, um, the dire the dire nature of the restaurant industry in the United States because of COVID-19, the coronavirus, mm. and how upwards to 50% of restaurants may close forever. It's uh, rough stuff. We have determined in this household, because I've been doing a lot of cooking, which I actually enjoy doing, but now uh-huh. I'm, I'm starting to, it's starting, I'm starting to turn on it, which is a right. shame because it's a hobby that I've always loved. And now I'm a little bit like, fuck you dishes. But, uh, on Tuesdays and Fridays, we're ordering, we order, you know, takeout from one of our favorite places here in LA in the hopes that that will help. We did Casilla this week and Alimento, which is my very favorite restaurant in L.A. And um, also Sugarfish, which is keeping all all of their employees on payroll. So if you can support them, that'd be great. Um, Yeah. I don't know. We ordered ordered from Cactus Taqueria. (gasps) My very... That's the best breakfast burrito in the entire fucking city. Fight me. I swear to God, it is they. It's they put the trick is they put beans in it, and it's amazing. Mm. I love that place. We did it for dinner, um, and I didn't even realize when we ordered it. It was Burrito Day. It was National Burrito Day. Oh my God! What kind of burrito <laughs> got, did you get? I got a I got a, a wet chicken burrito. Which one did you go to? The stand on Vine, or the bigger no, one on Beverly? No, it's there's one in the Valley. We did oh. takeout. Okay, or we did uh, delivery. I used but to live like. I used to live like right, literally a stone's throw from the one on Vine. And um, anyway, this is very localized talk, but uh, yes. LA has great restaurants. So 
It's a real bummer. Um, let's bring in our guest. Um, he is zooming to us from Orange County. He's also my brother, Andrew Zach. Hi, how are you doing? I hope people are going to be able to tell the two of your voice, your voices apart. Well, we'll figure it out. <laughs> See, I, if, I closed, I looked down for a second and I thought that was Craig speaking. So, uh-oh, uh-oh. Well, you know, worst case scenario, if it's like dry and not interesting what's being said, it's probably my brother. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you're enjoying every (laughs) single minute of what you're listening to, it's probably Craig. He's really zinging you, Andrew. I, you know, I've been dealing with this for 34 years and it's just probably hopefully 34 more, you know. Um, I can't. I can't imagine any of us are going to live that long at this point. <laughs> God willing. Oh, um, so, Andrew, we gave you the option to choose any year in the 1960s or the yes. 1960, which we had done in 1969, and you chose 1964. Do you, did, was there a reason? Was there? A, there was oh a, no! I watched the movies from 1962. No, oh, I, I, I watched the movies oh. from 1964. The uh, the reason I chose this was because it was a uh, uh, lights out year. It was excellent, excellent movies all around. You did a good. Um, I will say you did a good job. There, uh, beginning, we started watching these in the beginning of the pandy, and I got to tell you, I was so happy not to watch. I don't know uh, another the Google. Sundowners. Yeah, the yeah. Sundowners. Any any anything from 1960. So, speaking of which, I do want to give a quick shout out to a friend of the pod, Andy Stokan, who was on our 1998 episode. Who he told me um, that before listening to the 1960 pod, he actually watched all the movies, and he said about halfway through the Sundowners, he said to himself, "Is this a googly?" <laughs> <laughs> And was so delighted to find out that indeed yes, it is. It was, yes, mm-hmm. yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. So. yeah. There's um, no googlies crazy. here. Some mm-hmm. some questionable things, but no googlies. No, I mean, there's uh, movies are very long. Yeah, very long. I, you, I I feel like I bitch about it nowadays, but we we really have managed to tamp it down. Other than uh, Avengers, I'm looking at you, fucking. <sighs> James Gunn and who who no, who directed the whatever whatever the Russo brothers the Russo brothers I'm looking at you brothers Russo but beyond that yeah these they are long in the 60s. they're long and there's some scenes that I'm just uh, particularly in one movie that we'll talk about that I was just like I could not uh, fully fully get behind but mm-hmm. um, ever uh, but the movies as, as uh, just as a general. Uh, collection were great. Um, yeah, I thought, yeah, I think it is a really strong year and I think it just shows by, you know, this was 55 years ago that these movies came out and um, I had actually, it had been a while for most of them, but I'd seen four of the five of them. Whereas with like 1960, I'd only ever seen The Apartment. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, telling that a lot of these movies kind of uh, stood the test of time. Yeah. Uh, well, let's jump into it then. Um, the first film, alphabetically, Beckett. Oh, right, Beckett. Uh, maybe the weakest, actually, for me. Interesting. I mean, 
it's funny because I was like really pumped when I put it on. I was like, I'm gonna love this fucking uh, movie because I love period shit. And then I was like, is this a play? And then it is a play. (laughs) play. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I was like, "Mm mm-hmm, it's a fucking play. Once it's a play and you can tell, I'm it always like, I'm like, all right. Um, but um yeah, I mean, I like the part where they talked about forks. I'm just, I didn't write down a lot of notes for this, but they talked about forks and how it's this crazy new thing, forks. Um, all the French people have British accents, which is, you know, in keeping. I guess I, I, I wanted to like it more. I liked Anne of a Thousand Days so much more. It felt right. very similar to that, but I liked Anne of a Thousand Days more. You brought up the accent thing, which I thought it was... The French people speak with English accents, but the Italians have Italian accents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's. <laughs> but I guess at this point, we are only a couple hundred years removed from William the Conqueror, right? And everything like that, because mm-hmm. this is Henry the Second's like the thirteen. And the, and the French spoke with English accents back then. Everybody knows that. Everyone Listen, knows that. That's that's a known that's a known <clears throat> thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I Andrew, think that's knit think into of- the Bayeux Tapestry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some- I, uh, uh, no, I, I, uh, yeah, I really like this. Uh, I, I really enjoyed this movie. I, I, I agree with Megan. It is very much is, is a play like very much. You can tell even like, uh, the scenes were, it was, it, it felt very much like a, uh, period piece that was written in 1964. Like it, it, it felt that way of like the the grandia. I I actually I think because um, I watched with my wife and I think we said at the time that um, the soundtrack I kind of felt like did a disservice to the actual scenes in the movie that was actually happening because it did feel very much like um, like I was watching Camelot or something. Yeah, because they used the full score of Camelot. <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty much. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, the, but just that, that two shot of Richard Burton, Peter O'Toole is, you can't, you can't beat it. Yeah. I like this movie. Oh yeah? yeah. You're into it? I don't, I watched it on the plane, um, as we were escaping <laughs> Europe and I don't know. You were a captive audience, literally. Yeah. I don't know if it's because we had just been like, you know, not that it's, yeah, I mean, it's around the time to Westminster Abbey and the Tower of London and stuff. I yeah. felt very much sat in the time period of this. Um, I love the historical. I want to read the historical accounts of Henry and Thomas just going out winching. Oh, winching. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Spending yeah. their time winching. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean, this was a great period of time when men were men and women were property. <laughs> <laughs> Few of these films, yeah. it's like that, right? Few of yeah. them. <laughs> um, one of my favorite lines. Maybe that's why movie. I wasn't as into it is because I was like, it's like just like it's a real fucking sausage party. It's these two. It's fucking O'Toole and and Burton being like, who can out act the other? And I'm well, like, I I, give it a rest, yeah. bros. Well, I think I wrote that down when they were literally just throwing food at each other. Yeah. Not, of course. Uh, uh, Richard Burton, Thomas Beckett was above all that, but uh, the rest of the men literally just chunking mm. meats. At each other. <laughs> um, one of my one of my favorite lines is uh, so there's a character named John in the piece that is basically from 
most for the first two thirds of the movie hates Beckett, tries to kill him on multiple occasions. Mm -hmm. Um, But finally he gets brought in and he says, what's your name? And the guy says, John. And I really wanted him to be like, there are only six names. Why didn't you just (laughs) kiss my name? It's either Henry or John or Thomas. Or Thomas. Yeah. Those are the, or George. George. Those are the five. Yeah. Those are the five male. Or William, I guess. Could be William. Yeah. 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 That's about it. Um, Also, I liked the idea of the conversation when they're like, congrats, you're the archbishop now. You get like this dope ring. Yep. Cool hat. Oh, and then there's this haircut. (laughs) (laughs) So everybody has to do this haircut right now uh, if you're a priest. And we're just going to cut a big old ball spot. In the center of your head. That so. that is enough of a reason to sidebar. During this this uh, quarantine, I'm thinking about dyeing my hair like a pink. Thoughts on that? Mm. Maddie says I cannot pull it off. Much in the same way that Richard Burton does not pull off that bald spot. I don't buy I'm it. Try, I don't buy I'm it for a second. To, I I don't uh, I don't think you could have pulled it off when I first met you. But now. So now, at, as a grandmother, it's seen. <laughs> How dare you say that about Scout? She's had, she's, uh, she's virginal and pure. Um, wait, I wrote down a couple other things. Oh, Brother John kissing that ring when he finally, like, decides he likes Beckett. Mm. Like, he's, like, he's giving it to that ring. Mm-hmm. He tongued it. Yeah. I there's a really great line that uh, Peter O'Toole has when um, when Beckett return when Richard Burden when Beckett returns back to uh, London and uh, there's you know there's all the rabble rousing about uh, stepping down and then uh, I forget what he. He basically, oh, he says something about like, well, God wants me here. And then people are like, oh, now we can't do anything because God says you're. Yeah, he pulled the God card. Yeah, Yeah. he pulled the God. And then Henry says, will no one rid me of this turbulent priest? Well, he doesn't say it then, which is, uh, but he he does say, um, he says, the only intelligent man in all of England and he's my enemy, or something around those lines. I thought that was a really great scene. Yeah, um, that's really funny. That was I was like I was guffawing at that. This movie's boring. <laughs> stupid. I, I like think um, I think that uh, Peter O'Toole's really playing like uh, like a fifteen in this movie. He's really turning it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Burton's great in this. I, uh, I think Burton is better. Uh, but you he, know, who, yeah. you know who blows who uh, walks away with the movie. John Gilgood comes in as as king. Who I missed that. John Gilgood. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And is like, let me teach you boys. Yeah, how it's done. Yeah, again, too many dudes. Too many dudes. Too many dudes. Too. He was really good. Uh, Yeah, I mean, he kind of fits the um, um, Judy Dench Shakespeare and love role, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like in it for five minutes and then he's out. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I do think Peter O'Toole is kind of like, especially as playing like one note for like the second half of the movie, pretty much. Um, 
And that's it, it, you. You really do see more, I think, nuance from Richard Burton, but at the at the same time, he is. Did you uh, know, go go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. I already said you. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, Richard Burton. I, I mean, there really is a shit. Like he becomes the Archbishop, and all of a sudden, he's like a completely different person. Which I don't know if it. I mean, I'm. You know the character. I'm sure is well. God talked to way, him, but. and God was like, "Listen, yo, yeah, you found God, Andrew. You got to get oh, okay. on board. I mean, oh, he's basically my grandfather, circa you know, two thousand. I don't know. Oh God, no, I think he died by then. I don't know. My grandfather found God or something later on. He found God when he died. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he um, was a uh, alcoholic, diabetic. Irish Catholic uh, lapsed and then in his later years and he sold vending machines. And then in his later years, he decided, you know, we should all be more religious, but I did not take his advice. Yeah. Was this a fun anecdote? Um, Are we still talking about Beckett? What's happening? (laughs) Um, Interesting uh, fun facts. So did you know, so. No, I'm going to tell you right now, whatever it is about you're about to say, (laughs) I didn't know. Didn't do a deep dive into Beckett. Just was like, so, this is a play. Anyway, continue. So Peter O'Toole is one of only six actors in Oscar history to be nominated twice for playing the same character. Wow. Do you, what, are the right. other, what are the other five? But the other, the other five occasions are all basically like sequels. Uh-huh. So Bing Crosby played Father O'Malley in Going My Way in the Bells of St. Mary's. Al Pacino as Michael Corleone. <sighs> yeah. Um, Paul Newman as Fast Eddie Felsen in The Hustler and then again in Color of Money. Kate Blanchett as Elizabeth I right. in both the Elizabeth movies. Mm-hmm. And then Sylvester Stallone as Rocky. Oh. Mm. Well, that is a to- fun fact. That's more yeah. fun than anything in Beckett, mm-hmm. for sure. Well, yeah, I mean, Lion and Winter is kind of like a sequel to Be- Beckett, right? It is, but <laughs> not really. <laughs> It's not like Jean Ennui wrote The Lion in Winter also. Mm, no, but... You know, or that they used <laughs> the actress who plays Eleanor of Aquitaine and Beckett and were like, sorry, Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> we're using random lady who nags at Peter O'Toole for 12 minutes. Remember when they talked about um, forks and how crazy it was to use forks? And the, hair, the haircut? I, I I think I really did like the will no one rid me of the meddlesome pe- priest scene though because it's like yeah. the really the, the dramatic music that comes in as all of the uh, it's a good scene. look at each other. It's a good scene and it's a good movie. Let's move on. Oh, <laughs> thank good. God. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> um, so our next film, and hold on, I'm just going to pull this up till I say the whole um, title correctly is Dr. Strangelove or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. Maddie has been trying to get me to see this movie for, uh, I don't know, since we've been together. He's, I'm not a huge Kubrick fan, as I think we have documented. Yeah. Uh, I like The Shining, but... Oh, by the way, speaking of The Shining, did I talk already about how I watched Dr. Sleep and it was the shit? It's no, very, that movie's good. That right? movie is good. I like yeah. really liked it a lot. And I don't like scary movies, but I was like 
like pleasantly scared and I just think it's great and Ewan McGregor's great and it's a good movie. I need to see it. It's I really enjoyable. Um, but uh, anyway, I there's other Kubrick I don't really like. Uh, but um, this movie is great. It's so crazy how it's how contemporary it is. Like uh, I I. Why? And I how, how, in, in what way? <laughs> Beyond just like the subject matter. I mean, like right. the, the jokes are feel the, the parody of it feels so, uh, feels so ahead of its time. Um, and I also really, I, as much as great as Peter Sellers is again, Maddie's like, we made, he made whatever. We'll talk more about Peter Sellers, but, uh, I'm going to stop thought, you before you make your point to tell you, I 100% agree with what you're about to say. George <laughs> C. Ahead. Scott. Is yeah. the shit? He's the shit it's in this true. movie. He's my favorite. Thank you for yeah, so, okay. Really and I and I didn't I didn't like love him in Patton when we saw Patton, but I think right. that's also because I didn't love that movie. Yeah. So it just was, and it's three hours of him just kind of shouting. He is a fucking ride in this movie, and I think he's great. And um, yeah, he's my MVP for this movie. Peter Sellers, I think it's all about that last Dr. Strange love scene where he's trying to stop his arm from, from hiling, doing the hiling. Yeah. Yes. Which that, all that stuff is great. But mm-hmm. up until that point, like, yeah, George C. Scott, I think is walk, walks away with the movie. Yeah. Agreed. A hundred percent. It would be very interesting to see, you know, the original intent of this movie, you know, because Peter Sellers was also playing, uh, TJ Kong, uh, in the original, uh, casting of it and the guy that died. rides the bomb down right the slim, slim pickens. pickens which so uh you know and slim pickens does an excellent job in this role uh as well and obviously i mean it's it, what he's probably the most known for but um yeah i mean if if peter sellers was playing all four roles it would be interesting to see how that is but I, I agree. I, I, I think that uh, George C. Scott walks away with it, for sure. Does the movie sometimes feel like an overly long SNL sketch, though? Yes. Yes, yes. it does. Yes, it does. Yep. Yes, it does. It, it's funny because there is some... It's, it, well, you say that... You, it's funny that you say sketch, because I found myself coming in and out of it in a way that... I usually don't with movies that I like and appreciate. It was very, it's a strange, it was a strange thing. Cause there was some scenes that I was like, this is so brilliant and so funny and such a fun thing. And then other stuff where I was like, wait, what is happening? Which I, I don't know. It, it did feel, yes, it did feel like a sketch that you kind of, that, that it would, it would build up a lot of momentum and then kind of drop you and then build yeah. up more momentum and then drop you. Um, and I did have to, and I did look up the Wikipedia just to make sure that I wasn't like missing anything, which is again, rare for, for me to do with a movie that I am generally enjoying. Um, I just, I, I think outside of the war room, none of the other areas of the story are as interesting. Like, I don't really even like almost anything on the plane. Um, other than being like, look Uh, at James Earl Jones. Yeah. Which is fun. That is fun. Um, because it, especially when they like, and obviously I get it as 1964 and maybe it was even Kubrick's intent, but when it cut to like the plane flying and it looks like Mr. Rogers neighborhood. Yes. The terrible effects. <laughs> yeah. 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 
Yeah, which I, again doesn't like take me out of it because it, whatever. But I, but it is like it, it's a weird choice of like we don't need to pad this time. I get that they're on a plane. You don't need to. Yeah, whatever. I, uh, I there are some scenes in the um, the uh, the the office that I that I that I like. Um, why are they trying to? Sh- why are they shooting up the office? Aren't they trying to get this guy alive so they can get this code? What what is what is this idea? Why are they shooting up the? That's the a good point. That's a good point. Office? They need him alive. That's bad. That's bad. That's whoever is running that operation. Not a good idea. Yeah, that's a bad idea. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't have a good answer for that. I think my favorite part is when he's in the war room, George C. Scott, and his girlfriend calls. Yes, and he's like talking yeah. her on the phone, and then he goes. <laughs> Don't forget to say your prayers. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. The the it's great that that he's so great in this. What is scarier, this scenario or Corona? This scenario because this scenario uh, literally blows up the entire world. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then no one no one survives. It's not like two percent of the population. Is yeah, going it's to like die. It's, yeah, it's everyone. I yeah. truly would not if if. If they came to me and were like, look, look, they would never come to me. I have no skills or great genetics. But they, if they were like, we're going to, you're going to go underground and like for, you know, whatever, you're going to live underground now. I would be like, you know what? I think I'd rather just dip Gone out. In an instant. Yeah. 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 I will say that if it was between this and they came out tomorrow and they were like, actually, this is going to be like 30 months. I know. It's like a 30-month quarantine. Yeah. I might be like, mm, yeah. I'm good. I'm out. This is a dark conversation to be having. Yeah. You just And you just put 30-month quarantine into the ether. Well, so great. Take Thanks, that, Frank. Take that back. Well, listen, today Governor Newsom said that he can't imagine even September there being sports played, which means there's no baseball season, which means – we're not going to be back in movie theaters by then. What is the point of me existing if I can't go to the movies or watch baseball? I don't know well, you don't actually... have to watch the Astros get beamed mm. this entire care. season. I would still mm. watch it. That's so crazy, the, idea, the thought of Craig Dorzak not in a movie theater. What was the last movie yeah. that you saw in theaters? Um, I know I mine. The, Invis- the Invisible Man. Oh. I watched uh, like literally like two days before everything went haywire. I took myself to see Emma. Hmm. delightful yeah i mean sitting in the theater was like the best part now that i think back on it yeah the invisible man was mine Mm. oh what a world um i love the end just because i love uh we'll meet again playing over the world me too that's That's have you have either of you seen uh the atomic cafe no nope it's a movie that's written on (laughs) <laughs> well, no, it's a, it's a movie made in the early 80s. Uh, it's about, it's just all like 1950s Cold War footage. And that, like, that really kind of, that that ending sequence of We'll Meet Again with uh, the, the H-bombs going off, that really kind of reminded me of that film. Um, yeah, this was my second time seeing the movie. Um, last time I saw it, I was like 13 or something. Um when I was the that AFI list came out, and I was trying to like make make my way through all of those, really giving us a picture of you at thirteen. <clears throat> I was so cool. Not a favorable picture. <laughs> <Yeah>. Really, 
Really cool. Between that and playing Sonic games. And having Craig as a brother. What a delight. What a what a neato neato house household. Mm -hmm. Neato Neato. (laughs) Um do we have anything else we want to touch on about Doctor Strangelove? No, it's good. I continue with my I, I I liked, there were parts of this that I really liked, parts I was a little bored at. Um, in general, I thought it was like very smart and, and well-made and mm-hmm. contemporary, like it, it plays today. Um, I still think Kubrick generally is not for me. Right. That's okay. And that's that. Yeah. In um, the same way that Tarantino is not for some people. Yeah, but he's for you. But he's very much for me. Yeah. That's it. I like both of them. Sure. Oh, great. Sure. Cool. Good for you. Sure. We're so happy. We're so glad. Some people like you. everything. Some people like everything. No. Some people have no discern- discernment. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. 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 That's true. Um, our next film is Mary, Mary Poppins. Poppins. What's the full title of Mary Poppins? Mary Poppins or <laughs> How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Embrace the British banking system of 1904. <laughs> or Mary Poppins or How I Learned to Fly a Kite. Yeah. I like that one. Uh, what a delight. What a delight. Uh, Julie Andrews. I mean, the famous story, uh, which I'm going to tell because you always get to tell. Who else would? Uh, is that she won Best Actress for this, and she was not cast, even though she originated the role of Eliza Doolittle in uh, My Fair Lady, she was not cast in the movie because the studio wanted a bigger star. And then she went on to win the same year for Mary Poppins. It's delightful. The same woman from the Sundown, the remember the, what I was talking about? The Sundowners mm-hmm. is in this. Is the it, that's another thing? She's Mrs. Banks. Yeah, yes, here's the thing, Mrs. Banks. You want votes for women? Mm-hmm. Get your man in line first. Yeah, I know. It, the, it start, the call's coming from within the house. <laughs> you know true. what I'm saying? Like, get, get like, he, you need to convince, uh, you need to convince your, you need to get your husband behind your cause, basically. Mm. I also like that this movie is all about how men are easily manipulated. Uh, and I love when she dusts her, remember when she, okay, this is my favorite part. This is the only thing I wrote down. Um, remember when they're like, she's like, they're going to do the big, you know, they're like, okay, fine. We'll go up the chimney. She's always, that's my other favorite thing about Mary Poppins is they're always like, let's do this crazy thing. And she's like, ugh. she's, she's not the nanny. That's like, she's not overly sweet. She's like, ugh. if we must, we must, I guess. Like, it's always, that's her take for everything. It's like, I guess we'll go crazy and have a tea party on the ceiling. What, like, twist my arm, you know? And well, I like, it's, it's old hat for her, It's right? old hat. She's done it all. <laughs> Gives a shit. She puts, uh, she dusts her nose with soot. And it's like the cutest fucking thing. I just fucking love Julie Andrews. We haven't done The Sound of Music yet, but. I wore that tape out when I was she, a kid. She won the next year, right? For Sound of Music? She did not win for Sound of Music. Oh. She was nominated again. But Sound, of Mu- but Sound of Music won. Sound of Music did win, yes. Mm. Greatest musical movie. She'd already won. She just won for Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. Um, holds up. This movie holds up. Is does it? it? Uh, yeah, I think it does. You know why it does? Because they made Mary Poppins Returns and it's the exact same film. Mm-hmm. Exactly and it, that was the great. Same. Yeah. And it wasn't great. 
I liked it. Ready for my scalding hot take that you're going to hate? You don't like Mary Poppins? If you take <laughs> the music out of this movie, it's a googly. No. No. This wrong. movie doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, of whatsoever. course it doesn't. That's of course it doesn't. That's okay. It's she's magic. She's not supposed the to movie, make sense. Before she shows up, the movie is bad. The first two songs suck. What are the first two songs? Mrs. Banks and Mr. Banks' like songs around the house are bad. Like the votes for women, like those songs are not good. The animation portion is too long. It is it's too like long. I agree. Seventeen no, minutes long. I agree. The whole movie is. By the way, I would also add that the whole movie is is too long. The animation portion is too long. However, this is if a you, very long movie. You're watching no. Dick Van Dyke dance with a bunch oh. of penguins, and you're not fucking over the moon delighted. Mm. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, what happened in your child, Andrew? What happened in his? I don't childhood? know. I don't know because we upsetting. had similar childhoods, and I love this film. And in fact, watching it again, I had tears in my eyes. Oh. I was feeling just overwhelmed. Especially the animation scenes. Like, yes, it is too long, but once it starts up, there's just that feeling of nostalgia oh, yeah. that just overwhelms you. When she's when also when she sings um, the song about close your don't don't fall asleep like. Mm. Don't close your eyes. I like welled up at that. I think that is beautiful. And then at the end when she's like, I have to go. And the girl's like, don't you love us though? I'm like. <laughs> and of course, let's all fly a kite. Let's I all mean, fly a kite is a beautiful slaps. song. Yeah. <laughs> all of no that is doubt. great. That song slaps. Yeah. Here's, here's, my, here's my note for P.L. Travers. I think this movie works better. Mary Pop. Julie Andrews is amazing. She's so I'm not watchable. discounting that at all. She's incredible. I'll watch her for eternity. I feel like this movie would work better if it was like a way more regular world that Mary Poppins enters into. Like, why do you have the neighbor with the cannon? I love the neighbor with the cannon. <laughs> Call love the homeowners name. association. <laughs> Get that guy the fuck out of here. Every day, they, like two times a day, they have to like, do the they have to like hold up hold the all the but stuff. But no, and no, but no one thinks it's weird at all. The dad who <laughs> does not like anything in the world seems fine with the guy blowing off the cannon all the time. Cut it, get rid of it, it's make old. it more boring. So then, when Mary Poppins comes in, she's really shaking up this world. It's old. Mm. You know when, when Mary I, I know Poppins they, when Mary Poppins comes in and assaults multiple women who are just <laughs> looking for work with wind. Yes, she does. <laughs> she she, does ha- do she did what she had to. Would they get blown away? She's fine. When they walk up the, I like when they walk up the, when they're doing the chimney sweep song, um, which is also a great song, and they walk up the. Uh, also, just too long, though. I mean, it is too, I mean, yes, it's too long, but they walk up, that's a, that's a movie musical thing. They walk up the the stairs made of, like, smoke. It's uh-huh. like, it's so charming, and it is like, at, for as a child, too, that's like. Man, could you think of anything better than like Mary Poppins coming down and being like, "Yeah, we're gonna have like some crazy adventures." Like, yes. Why is Why is Feed the Birds in this movie? It's Toppins. <laughs> it's Toppins a bag. It's Toppins a no, bag. I, I know, I know, I know how much it is a bag. <laughs> because it's all about how money is. It can you be, just need that character to create a run on the bank? Yeah, that's, yeah. it's 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 that he wants to use this money to do something sweet and feed birds. And his dad's like, no, 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 you invest it. Yeah. It's bullshit. That's why I'm not investing any, well, I am investing my money. I'm investing all of my money in wine. In birds. <laughs> no, we haven't talked about Dick Van Dyke yet. I bought wine, I want to say, I have bought wine in the past, uh, like by the case in the past two weeks, three times. So you do the math, guys. 
It's a lot of, it's a lot of wine. It's a lot of wine. Uh, it's a lot of wine. Maddie keeps saying, but, why do you keep buying wine? And I go, it's not going to go bad. I'm going to tell you why it's not going to go bad. Because I'm going to Because it's it. already gone. By the <laughs> We're in uh, a pandy. more than Toppin's a bag, though. Yeah, they do look, cost more all, than Toppin's a bag. we all love Dick Van Dyke. We love to see him. The accent is... Unfortunate? No, it's amazing. That's, it's so that's charming. Well that's a Better than Lin Manuel Miranda's. Nope, that's true too. That <laughs> accent was more unfortunate. <laughs> I did forget. I had because I hadn't watched this whole movie in so long. I forgot that he plays the old banker. Oh yeah. So that it's better that in Mary Poppins Returns he just is it, the old he, banker. Yeah, just reprised his role. Yeah. I like want them every time I watch it, and it's, this is by the way I don't know what this says. Nothing good about me as a child. But, like, I always want um, Bert and Mary Poppins to bang. Like, yeah. and they never do. They Get probably, together, guys. You don't think they did once? Like, one time, like, they got a little yeah, I guess. Drunk. Yeah, I guess probably they did. I want that on film. Let's see it. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because she is a lady for sure in the streets, but I bet she's a freak in the sheets. Yeah. And you know she's got all sorts of toys in that. Bag. For sure. <laughs> that bag, she fits a lamp in there. Can you imagine what her dildos look like? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, you know, she's also rolling her eyes. She's like, okay. Yeah. I guess yes. if we must. That's the whole thing. She's like, <laughs> oh, fine. But then once she throws herself into it, she's like in it wholeheartedly. She's like a hundred. Tell- she's like for it. Can I tell you if the penguins are involved or uh, oh come on, Andrew. That's dirty. That's too much. You stepped over the line. No. Um, can I tell you right now, if Rachel Lewis is listening to this podcast, She's if, she didn't, if she didn't turn it off by me questioning the merits <laughs> of Mary Poppins, um, once we got to the sex toy part, she, she is, so, I'm, she's, she's texting you no. as I'm she's saying furious. this. She's furious. Like, was that as her? she's listening to us, she'd be texting you. Yeah, was, was that like her, her favorite Mary movie Poppins of that year? It was like her number one movie Oof. of that year. She yeah. was, there There was something It might not have been number one. It was in her top five. Though. There was something going on with her uh, when she saw that, some, something, something personal, because I, I can't imagine, that seems wild. Yeah. Um, she has some yeah. taste. She has me as a friend. That's true. The other thing I wrote down, um, oh, sorry, this is, this bugs me. Oh, God. Mm. In Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Also, <laughs> great song, great word. Great song. But then she says backwards, it's docious. No, it's not. It wouldn't start backwards it with would docious. Be, yeah, it would start with an S. Or, it's like, no. come on, Sherman Brothers. I, like, you know oh, what, you though? I've right never backwards. questioned that until now. Because, because you know why? Because Julie Andrews says it with such authority. Like Mary Poppins could, Mary Poppins could say, you know, coronavirus is over. Everybody come out of their houses right now. And I would buy it. Like I buy everything she says. If she's selling um, it, I'm buying it. You know what this movie needed though? Is uh, Meryl Streep using an indistinct Eastern <laughs> <European> accent. <laughs> Actually, Listen, get that uncle down. <laughs> I don't care about him laughing his way up onto the ceiling. Get Meryl Streep in there. It's funny because Ugh. when they go to the uncles, I actually like, like, I think that's fun. The The jokes, too, are so, like, the dad jokes are such fun, yeah. like, little things or whatever. And I was reminded of that Meryl Streep thing, and I was like, God, this makes this this makes so much more sense to me than the whatever than that Meryl Streep character, which was... 
Yeah. Bananas. <laughs> just, yeah. what was the song she sang? It was like. It doesn't matter. Topsy-turvy. <laughs> yeah. Something, something. It was. It was, it was just. The song she sang in um, Ironweed. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I solidly cannot. Um, Craig so has no soul. Craig has no heart. Here's Will the last thing it? I want to point uh-huh. out, just because this I had never noticed this before either. So at the very end, they're saying, "Let's go fly a kite," which again, the song slaps. Um, and he's learned to be with his family. Now listen, wait till they are quarantined together. Yeah, for, well, they're all going to be like, real quick. Yeah. let's not fly a kite. Let's get the fuck out of the house and away from each other. So they all, they're at the park and they run into the son of the guy who ran the bank. And he like apologizes to the son and the son's like, oh, he laughed himself to death. And then Mr. Banks immediately goes, I'm so sorry. And then he goes, it's fine. It's the happiest he had been in years. And I was like, oh, he literally laughed himself to death. Literally. <laughs> He's dead now. Yeah. So Mr. Banks can get a better position at the bank. Thanks, Mary Poppins. Thanks, well, Mary she... Poppins. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have anything else to add to that. Yeah. Mary Poppins is a badass, and that's what we've learned. Yeah. That's great. Julie Andrews, great. God, I love her. I do. I love her. So I just. She's she's, great. She's great. I'll watch her do anything. This movie also, when I was looking up the people in this movie, it's like the reverse. Glennis Jones. That's her name. Glennis Johns. Glennis Johns. Sorry. Glennis Johns. Um, We were listening. I was looking up the people in the movie. And, you know, there was that movie that shot like 20 miles away from where they did all the H-bomb testing, like. 85% 85% of the cast and crew died of cancer. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I was, did not uh, know that. That, is that was, uh, that wasn't that the Genghis Khan film? Yeah, it's a, jo- it's a John Wayne movie. Yeah, it's a John Wayne movie, and they filmed it in, like, New Mexico or something. John somewhere. Wayne comes out okay, though? No, he died. No, he died of cancer. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah. But this movie, like, everyone in this film, for the most part, lived to be, like, over 75, except for Michael Banks, who died when he was, like, 22. Oh, that's so mm. sad. Yeah. And I mean, you know, what happened was Dick Van Dyke sucked up all of his life force because Dick yeah. Van Dyke is approximately 1 million years old. Yeah. It's like 99. He's, he's Rose the Hat. <laughs> he's Rose the Hat. I yeah. saw him in. Um, that's the Dr. Sleep. That's the Dr. Sleep villain, <laughs> who's like very old. Um, hot, hot, hot Rebecca Ferguson, by the way. Very good looking. Uh I saw Dick Van Dyke. Did I tell you? I told you this. Yes. It canters. Yeah. He is a million. Like yeah. I, I tr- like he was still spry, but I was like, wow, you like he he is. He's my wife's very favorite person in the entire world, and he's on cameo now. Oh, um, must be. And she's like, will you get me a cameo? It's five hundred dollars. That's insane. That's too much. It's too much. I'm a little bit like that makes me like him a little less. I, I I mean, but but if like Jerry from Cheer is charging two fifty, Dick Van Dyke's got to charge five hundred. Yeah, but I'm like, but then Dick Van Dyke, why would you be on Cameo? Why do you need to go on Cameo? One of his kids told him to get on. Yeah, I guess. Well, when he was in diagnosis murder, even then, and that was, you know, that ended like almost twenty five years ago. (laughs) I was like, he is so old. Yeah. 
It's like he's still alive, and now he's like still kicking. Good for him. Angela Lansbury is is also still alive, right? She's the other. She's is? from my yeah. She's okay. Sorry, whatever. Let's talk about people that are still alive. Let's positive things. Well, uh, no one in this movie is still alive. Zorba the Greek. <laughs> Oof. Uh, I actually enjoyed this. It was like a weird, this movie was weird because it's like, it lulled me into like enjoying it and then terrible things would happen and I'd be like, oh fuck, like this is awful. Like this is an awful, the the first terrible thing that happens is Zorba admits that he's raped a bunch of women. Like Mm. this is when you've like, I've really, he's really endeared himself to me. I'm like, oh, I like this old Greek guy. He's like taking the young British guy under his wing and he's like, don't you think I know that I've done terribly, you know, I've. In the name of my country, I've done this. I've raped women. I was like, what? Okay. And then what's her face? Catherine. The Catherine the from, from uh, Catherine of Aragon from Anne of a Thousand Days. Yeah, the widow. Mm-hmm. Gets, Irene Pappas. Irene Pappas like, gets it. Like, it Listen, is. Can I tell, guys, if you're listening to this, if you're going back in time and you are a widow, do not go to 19... 19- Late 1950s Crete. Yeah, you're gonna. That's not a good place. That's not to a be. good place to be. Um, especially if you wanna, if you're not interested in some little shit that like people just come up and throw rocks at your house like, just because to yeah. begin with, and then tell you what, if you sleep with a guy, you dead. You're dead. She They're didn't like your throat. She didn't like kill her husband either like she just no he just the guy who died. just died well, the, yeah. well, the guy who loved her who she wouldn't be with right, killed, killed himself. himself and so they killed her because yeah, yeah right she wouldn't she wouldn't be with him well he killed himself because she she slept with uh can, can we say it should do we need to no we don't do need, we need to do spoilers do, for no okay. we don't do spoilers on this podcast it's been 55 years if people were gonna watch <laughs> it, they would have already watched it hmm. I, I just found myself, even though I was like, some of this shit is fucking dark. I was well, even early. The first time, the first thing early on is when he's like, they're sitting on the boat and that girl's like Eden. He's like, you like her boss? And I'm like, that girl's maybe 14 years it's, old. It's, uh, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of collar tugging happening throughout yeah. this film. Yeah. It's, there's a very, there's some very pretty imagery say i think yeah. there's some like really greatly shot scenes yeah i do think the plot the story is kind of completely unbelievable and like really hard to follow but it is like well he's like i want to make a life here and reopen this mine and zorba's like i'm gonna help you and then he fucking fucks up and he's like whoop Whatever. Like, <laughs> Instead, we'll do this logging thing with the most complicated <laughs> yeah. Goldberg Oh, and then that didn't work ever. out? Oop. I'll teach you how to dance. Maybe they open a <laughs> dance studio next. I don't know. I, I was entertained from, I like, I was mm. horrified, but I was basically entertained. This was one of the, this movie was one of the hardest movies for me to get through of any movie that we've watched. Really? I could not, I just could not stay with it at all. Wow. There's, yeah. And especially like with the, with the, uh, the, the French woman, I, I had, I really didn't care. (laughs) I I mean, I felt sad when she died. The widow? Uh, The widow, you mean? There's two widows. Well, like the old, the old foreign woman. Oh, the older lady. 
She was yeah. sad. Yeah, it was sad. She's and Zorba was. And, and Zorba, Zorba actually gets nice after he marries her, but then yeah, she dies. But then she dies. The town people tear apart her house. Yeah, so the group take all her shit. Her I mean, it was a tough. Like it was tough. It's like the, there is a, a lot of sad shit happens, but it held my attention more than Beckett did. To be honest, maybe that's because there were ladies in it, and also because whenever I was like, I'd be like, oh, what's going? Like you know, I'd be like, kind of like a little bit like, what's on my phone or whatever. Then somebody. <laughs> Then, like a widow would get her throat slit, right? Or they'd be, is, or yeah. Which is your kink? <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> what? What the fuck? Uh, yeah. It's uh, it is not very um, uh, the word slips. Good, me. good's the word. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say it's not. Uh, it doesn't have a positive reflection on Greek society in the late fifties. No, no. It. No. I wrote actually down. Crete's like deliverance country. <laughs> Which is a shame because I've always wanted to go to Greece. Well, maybe just stay away from Crete. Yeah, maybe I'll just stay. I, 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 by, by going to Greece, Take I mean like trip. I want to go to like the fancy, you know, Santorini hotel. You spend and, like two days in Athens and do the historical stuff. Yeah. Then you go to Santorini. Yeah. Maybe one day we'll travel again, right? <sighs> well. Where will we travel to? Well, I'm supposed to go to Hawaii. Am I supposed to finish? I don't am I know supposed if that's to? That's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. I'm positive for you. Thank you. Am I supposed I hope to finish so. a quote by that, Craig? Where are we gonna travel to? Everywhere's gonna be a barren wasteland. Oh, 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 oh. Filled with virus, mm. death, and decay. Oh, just well. And I thought I was the negative one about. I will say, I, and you can you can cut this out, but because this is I neither here nor there and whatever. But one bit of positive news is deaths and cases went down in LA County yesterday. So that's great. Social distancing is working. Well, uh, let's let's hope it let's hope it continues. Yeah. It must um, unfortunately, like I don't know how much there's social distancing in like Tennessee, but right. Mm-hmm. Um, Spain's Spain's deaths are also dropping. I mean, they were at crazy high levels, but they have. I think the report today was that it was the lowest they'd been since March 26th. So they perhaps reached their peak there. So maybe, Italy, maybe Megan and Maddie can go back to Spain. Italy definitely has. No, yeah. the the hot spot the hot spots in Europe, I think, are uh, England, Sweden, and uh, you know all the places that were like, let's just do this herd immunity situation. You got to cut that this all. Out. Nobody work. wants to hear us talk about fucking Corona, fucking <laughs> virus. Christ. Well, we can talk about. Uh, we could talk. We could go uh, uh, shot by shot, uh, describing how the the widow was stoned to death. <laughs> I'm gonna need no. She would. <laughs> she, that bitch got her throat slit, which is tough. Yeah. Also, though, like Zorba, don't turn your back. I know. Like, like, like you, you escort You're her away. You're a big away. bear of a man. Grab her yeah. up. Yeah. Walk, walk her, walk away with her body. And that little style, pussy like, bitch that slept with her, like, couldn't fucking. He yeah, Alan like, Bates, like, up. kissing his pants over in the corner. <laughs> this is all your fault, British boy. Anyway, Zorba the Greek. I watched it, and I didn't turn it off. So <laughs> there you go. Not my favorite. I know what Dance happened, and I didn't have to read Wikipedia. Ding, but now, ding, you ding. Know, now you know where the Sirtaki comes from. I had to read Wikipedia about, like, I completely, I did not know what the log thing was. I had missed that whole thing so oh. but at the end i was like 
is this like some sort of thing for the dead foreign woman? Like this is some weird Cretan, like, like, like funeral, right? The, lo- the log's going to come down and like knock her ashes into the ocean or what's Like happening? it's like a, like a Rube Goldberg situation yeah, or exactly. like, yeah. no, no. Um, let's move on to the winner of the Academy Award in 1964, My Fair Lady. This is one of my favorite movie musicals. It's in my top five. Mm-hmm. Um, I, when I was in junior high and high school, uh, all I wanted was for the school to do My Fair Lady so I could be Eliza Doolittle. It's like dream, dream role. Did not ever happen, but I was in Hello, Dolly. I was Irene Malloy, and uh, my mom, I made my mom make me you know the this the outfit that she wears during I could have danced all night. It's like a white mm-hmm. blouse with like a it's like a green uh, jumper like whatever dress. I made her uh, make me that. She made me an exact replica of that costume as Irene Malloy, and um, I fucking wore it to death, like in the thing. And then sometimes we just like put it on on a Saturday. I don't know why I'm making fun of the two of you for being lame because <laughs> I also was very lame. But I'm also, I'm, I'm also <laughs> picturing like some like real finicky like old musical theater queen like watching your production of Hello Dolly and being like, why is she dressed like Eliza Doolittle? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, two, Mr. Those are Fernandez. Two completely different continents. Those are. It's a not. That's not even the same time period. Uh, not really, right? I don't know. No, it's kind of close. Close, I think. close enough. Yeah. Turn of the century, I guess. Uh, anyway, shout out Mr. Fernandez, who was definitely gay and probably definitely let that slide. Um, anyway, I, uh, I think, I just think this musical is amazing and, you know, I mean, Audrey Hepburn doesn't sing, but she's Audrey fucking Hepburn and Rex Harrison is so likable and, um, you know, the story is, it's weird because it's it's talking about like, they say terrible things to her. It's like such a, that's the one thing rewatching it now that as a kid, I like didn't a hundred percent pick up on. But they're like, they keep playing the part where like, he's like, she's so deliciously low, so horribly yeah. dirty. There's, like, a, there's a couple of things that don't work about the film. Definitely looking back. The biggest thing I would be just say is just their general like love story in that we're supposed to believe that they would fall for each other where we're not given that at all. He basically just kind of lays it out in his final 17 minute song which is a um, beautiful and, song and and yes. the instrumental version when he it's like da na 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 yeah. it's so lovely it's a beautiful song but um there's no like inkling really of a relationship in that way between the two of them up until that point but i, I don't feel. think there is supposed to be like yeah. that's i guess watching it now because when he goes to her sorry this is like really skipping this is really just getting to the meat of this thing when he goes to her when he's she's at his mother's house, he uh-huh. she's like, I don't want you like I don't want you to make love to me. She says that. She's like, I just yeah. thought we could be friends. And she's like and he's like, Well then why didn't you fucking say whatever? It's like a weird, it's very the conversation they have is very like men and women, like it's it's it feels like a very real conversation because I'm like, right. what is it that you want? And then at the end, they don't make out, they don't you know what I mean? It's not like a big... Yeah, he just tells he just her says, to go get his slippers. He says, where the devil are my slippers? 
And I, so, and so she should have been like, bitch. bitch. <laughs> and I kind of, in my mind, the way that I make the movie work is she does say that. Like, the, it cuts out after where the devil are my slippers. And I want her to be like, get your own fucking slippers, bitch. And then they, like, I don't know, teach other people how to speak or right. whatever. Mm. Um, That's my take. Ahead, no, I was going to, you know, I wonder if that, that particularly is. And I would have to revisit Pygmalion, which I haven't revisited in a long time. But I wonder if some of those lines are picked up from Shaw and like. Actually- well, it's definitely so. The I think the last act, and this isn't just the movie. The last, like the fourth act of My Fair Lady, is too long, and that's because the fourth act of Pygmalion is way too long. Because yeah. I actually saw Pygmalion. All of Shaw is way too long. Well, but <laughs> the in scene between Eliza and Higgins in Pygmalion. Mm-hmm. is so long. Yeah. It's like 45, 50 minutes of the <laughs> two of them. That's and crazy. you can see that in My Fair Lady too. Well, they need to yeah. cut out like, the scene, the the song, and it's a it's a good song, but the song about like with, without without your, you know, twirling it, the earth will spin without your pushing them, the clouds roll by, whatever, that whole thing. It's a good song, but it's not, we don't need any of that. Like yeah. we can just like yeah. the the song that she has with Freddie is fine, and then it's like it should cut to like a little bit. Although the song that she has with Freddie is also like, I don't give a fuck about Freddie. I like, got a I got a I got a bone to pick about Freddie. Uh oh, Freddie gets Freddie gets the best song. No, and it's the lamest character on the street where you live. No. Is, Great song. It is a great song, it but it's great not. Song. But it. But but I would say I've grown accustomed to her face is a better song. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you why this movie is better than Mary Poppins. Yeah, because I agree with this. Because it starts off with two bangers. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's a. I don't think. Wait, that are you talking it, about how? Why can't the English teach their children how to speak? Children how to speak into wouldn't it be lovely? Yeah, bangers. Those are, both, those are musical theater bangers. I would say this is like this is my hot take. I don't think that there is any musical where there's been more songs that have held up through the years. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna cut my hands around it. The sound of music. That's it. I, sound of music. I don't think so. Yeah, 100%. I think I think My Fair Lady beats it. Nope. Sound of music. Edelweiss, Do uh Doe a Deer, uh fucking um the Lonely the Goat Herd. Lonely Goat Herd, which is the fucking shit. Um fucking How do you solve a problem? How like do you Maria? solve a problem like Maria? Yeah. The what's the song that the Abbey sing the the woman of the Abbey sings um uh climb the, every mountain. Come on. No, sound of music for sure. But my fair lady, I could, I could, I'll listen to an argument. Yeah, the cuckoo song, I can listen to an argument for like my fair lady is number two though because Mm -hmm. there are great. I could have danced all night is an amazing song, like so good. There's a lot of heart in these songs too. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of meat to them. There's a lot of subtext. Yeah, it's really great. Yeah, it's good. It's a, it's the, the, and also get me to the church on time, which is just like a fun song is really fun. And it does well, go on a long song? time, but yeah. you, I'm, which is, it's that whole sequence is long, but I, Both he sells it are, so much. Yeah. Both of dad's songs are great. We probably don't need Alfred in the movie at all. No, honestly, except for those songs are great. There's like 
there's nothing about that character that is necessary to anything else to do with the film as a whole. No. Um, but. but he's great. Um, Megan, I was going to ask when I was watching it, did you, um, being in quarantine right now, in the scene where they have to force Eliza to take a bath, <laughs> did you have to like no! pause the movie? <laughs> Can you see that my hair is wet? Because <laughs> I did wash my hair today for the first time, mm. and I I I woke up and I said I don't know when I've last washed my hair, and so I washed my hair. Um, yeah, I, I felt it was that cool that I thought it was cool that it's clearly like shot on a soundstage, but for that time, like actually, I think it sort of like it works. It's sort of cool. Yeah, I I I also think like of probably one of my favorite scenes ever shot in any movie ever is the ascot scene yeah it looks so cool the the look look of it is so cool it sort of sucks that we're not all in full costume from race today (laughs) i'm sorry what i feel like we should all have been in like full like race day costume the three of us (laughs) yeah is it race day today it's no day today there is nothing going on Santa, the Santa and Ian race Like the black and white with a big hat. Yeah. God, I love a hat. I love a hat. You know who else I love? Colonel Pickering. Yeah. Well, he does kind of turn out to be a dick at the end. There's that part. Maddie's putting things in the dishwasher. Get out of here. What, how does he end up? He, he calls the home office to try and no, find Eliza. No, it's, but when, when, oh, no, um, you're right. When they're trying to find her and he, and Higgins says, I own her. I paid five pounds. And Pickering's like, he's right. He's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then also because she's, she defends him, but like after the ball, when they're like, you did it, you did it. Omen who did it. it like <laughs> Colonel, Colonel Pickering also doesn't give her any credit. Like, what is, is Maddie playing the drums? <laughs> What, can you not? Is he just? <laughs> is he shattering plates? Yeah. Could you hold off on putting the pa- plates away? <laughs> oh, it's picking it up, babe. Um, he just made this face. Ooh. Um. Yeah. Well, the best. I think the best bit in the movie is Maddie is correct. Zorba the Greek, and he's just crashing them down. He's going, "Opa." <laughs> And then he just walked away from some widow and grounded. Uh, uh, um, I love the bit that she does where she's talking in the king's English, but all about her aunt dying. And although the all the language is still like heightened and perfect, like but she's using like the wrong syntax yeah, and everything. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. She ain't like he, what does she say? He, he's like, well, and she ain't got the, or not ain't, but whatever. Like it was very, it's, she plays it very, I mean, Audrey Hepburn's great. I think that actually works the best. That scene actually like works the best for her though, because the one thing is Audrey Hepburn's an amazing actress, but you know, like she's a society woman. Like that, when you think of Audrey Hepburn, you think of Breakfast at Tiffany's. You yeah. think like, you don't think of like, the gutter girl. Yeah. So I think that point where she's like mixing the comedy, but she does have the heightened language works better than when she's like in the cockney early on, yeah. because there's just something glamorous about Audrey Hepburn. Yeah. Well, she's it so does make you wish you could have seen Julie Andrews do the movie yes. and it's not to take anything away from Audrey Hepburn. Who's amazing. Julie Andrews, I think has somehow could have pulled off 
even though obviously you think of her as like super stiff upper lip and stuff. Yeah. There's a balance there that I feel like she has, she has what I like to call the Fiona problem, which, uh, I don't watch shameless anymore, but I, I used to, (laughs) I've like uh, watched shameless a lot and, and uh, Emmy Rossum on the show is always like down. It's like, that's the whole thing is like, they're down and out and like, how are you going to make money? And I'm always like, Hey, Emmy Rossum, maybe you should just be a model Cause you're like the most beautiful person in the, like, maybe you should just like, here's an idea. Why don't you just go like model? Like you're stunning. There's literally nothing like you're the most beautiful person in the world. I feel that way about, I don't know, Megan. She's from the South. She is from the South side. She's, she's just so rough and tumble. It's like, she could never just, I don't know, be a model (laughs) with your perfect face and perfect body. Uh, It's, uh, this is a real big tangent, but, uh, you always know when a show was shot in Los Angeles, but it takes place in Chicago because they get the, where they say things exist. I, I lived in Chicago for a decade for those people who are listening. It's just all over the place. And especially where this takes place, which is called uh, H-Town, I think. Uh, Wait, H- where what takes place? Home and Square. Home and Square is where uh, Shameless takes place. It is not a place where um, blue-collar Irish Catholic families live. <laughs> well noted. So my well, point is about the Fiona <laughs> thing, <laughs> is that why doesn't Eliza Doodle just be like a model? Like, she's beautiful. She's yeah. she's uh, she's fucking uh Do we know, was Audrey there a Hepper. lot of, were there a lot of um, photo shoots in turn-of-the-century uh, London? Yeah, no, know? I think that... Um... Was there a lot of mass-market... Uh, Big multimedia companies. Jeeval, she was around then, right? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Probably. Um, Oh, okay. So this is not really uh, a tangent. It's just an idea I have for like a mashup for My Fair Lady. Mm. Okay. So she goes to the ball and the ball is for... Love that outfit, by the way. Love that dress. Yeah. But it's so it's for like the like Empress or something of Transylvania. What if I did a production of My Fair Lady and the ball was for Dracula? Um, and the rest of My Fair Lady was the same. Like the she same gets bit and, and then Dracula? she becomes no, like not a, even necessarily. She gets bit. Just Dracula's there. <laughs> like, I don't hate it. Like Bella Lugosi Dracula. I don't hate it. Yeah, I mean, it would be like a good looking Dracula. Oh, yeah. And then like the son of Dracula would dance with her. Or like, so or she dances match. with like Van Helsing who happens to be there, you know? Oh, and then he like kills Dracula in the yeah. background maybe. Yeah, that'd be cool. But, but, but while everyone's like, I said to him, you did it. <laughs> <laughs> they sing that to Van Helsing. because Dracula's getting like staked in the background. Mm-hmm. It's, just be, an idea. it's just an idea. Yeah. Keep mm-hmm. spitballing. Let's yeah. let's talk more about the authenticity of Shameless in uh, and uh, well, different Chicago. Feel free to cut that out. <laughs> um, we don't cut anything out. On no, this we part. don't cut anything out. It's all um, in, except for the Corona talk. Good lord. Yeah, <laughs> that's gotta go. That's gotta go. Um, I forgot that Eliza threatens to kill herself at a certain point in the film. All right. It's like, oof, that's wait. When does she threaten to kill herself? She says she's gonna like open her veins or something, doesn't she? She says it's right after the ball. Oh. Oh. Oh, no. She says she's going to throw herself off the bridge. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's, um, by the way, that's a no. lot less. 
Well, they say no. She says that open a vein. They say like, "Why are you going to whatever river?" And she says, "Oh, to to make a a hole hole in it." it." Right. That's what she says. Where where are you going to do in the river to put a hole in it? What if there was a reprise of uh, uh, "You Did It" after that? (laughs) (laughs) You did it. You did it. it. (laughs) She finally did it. Um, Uh, No, I. I mean, listen. I think. I think the music is amazing. I think yeah. that the, you know, just like in Mary Poppins, like some some of the plot stuff is like questionable, but it makes, the music makes up for it and the performances are great. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think in the end, if you read it as I read it, which is like she's come back and they're going to be like a team, um, then it's a lot more palatable. Mm-hmm. I just read it as she has Stockholm Syndrome. That that also might be true. Maybe she likes baths now. Maybe she likes baths. I mean, who wouldn't like a bath at that point? <laughs> after she, I'm sure after she actually does it, she probably loves it. Yeah. Love a bath. Everybody loves a bath. Um, before we uh, get into uh, maybe any other films from the year we want to touch on, let's rank the nominees. Andrew, mm. we'll start with you. Okay. Five to so one. I got to list those out. Hold on. The films. I am curious to see how this is gonna go. The films are Beckett, Doctor Strangelove, Mary Poppins, Zorba the Greek, and My Fair Lady. Okay, so I think I think fifth for me is Zorba, Zorba the Greek. Um, sixth is probably <laughs> sixth, huh? Hmm. Oh, sorry. Just, you you gotta deal with Apple notes right now. Um, Fourth. I'm curious about why Apple notes is telling you. I'm curious is. Because five, because I started with five and then it goes. Okay, and then you're. Okay, okay. Automatic numbers, yeah. Yeah. you know, I think the I I I I, I uh, you know they're all very close. I mean, it's like it's it's like a calibration here, and it's like percentage Wait, points. What's off. your number four? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I would say it's probably Mary Poppins, okay, Beckett, My Fair Lady, and then Doctor Strangelove. Okay. Mego. Fifth for me is Beckett. Fourth uh-huh. is Zorba the Greek. Three is Mary Poppins. Two is Doctor Strange Love. And one is My Fair Lady. So that's Beckett, Zorba. You said Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins third. is third. Second third. is Doctor Strange Love. And first is My Fair Lady. It's my turn. I know. Number five. Is Zorba the Greek? Shocking. Number four is Mary Poppins. I'm shocked by that. <laughs> Number three is Doctor Strangelove. You've done it again. You shocked me. <laughs> Holy shit! You're deciding between Beckett and My Fair Lady for number one. Oof, magoof. You really, a, do you have like a super hard on for O'Toole? What's going here's on? Here's the thing. 
I didn't love this year as much as I thought I would. I think these movies for the most part are good, but there was nothing that like, I was like, Oh, that was great. Which I expected to kind of go in and be like, Oh, everything's pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um, I got performances left up this year. I got to go with my heart. Number two is my fair lady. And number one is Beckett. Wow. Mm. But I don't know that my least favorite has ever been like, I don't know that we've ever probably been. not. However, I will say that just based on like best overall record, My Fair Lady would still win because we both had it as second and Megan had it as first. Mm. um, It's good. It's really good. I mean, there's there's, uh, the the problem with this year, I just think is the movie's kind of drag. Everything's just too, I mean, Dr. Strange, even Dr. Strange Love is too long. It's an hour and a half. Yeah. That's my big, like, that's my biggest thing with My Fair Lady, I think. If it was two hours and 15 minutes, it would probably be like a perfect film. Yeah. Well, it's very mm-hmm. front loaded. All this, all yeah. the good songs are before the intermission, except for yeah. I've Grown Accustomed to Her Face, which is beautiful. Right. Um, any other films you want to talk about from the year, Andrew? You, uh... Yeah. I didn't really watch a lot. I don't have any excuse because God knows I have all the time in the world right now. Why? Um, uh, there is, I, you know, uh, Bill de Blasio keeps canceling on me. So um, he's, he's busy or something right now. Um, you know, but I was looking at the films that were released this year and like what I've seen in the past. There were two James Bond movies that came out, both very good uh, Goldfinger and From Russia with Love. And on top of that, um, uh, Godzilla versus Mothra came out this year which is, these were, these were films that, you know, it's been a very long time since I've seen them, but they are uh, really great. Movies that I was hoping to watch, The Unsinkable Molly Brown. Mm. And um, there's some great beach movies that came out this year that I was hoping to watch as well. Mm. That's it. Great. Meg? Um, I watched Paris When It Sizzles again because I loved that movie as a kid. Um, it's so silly and ridiculous but um William Holden it, it's interesting to me because it's another Audrey Hepburn performance and she's yeah. much more glamorous and beautiful in this it's a very Hollywoody type thing um sort of surprised it didn't get any sort of recognition I mean it's a silly movie and it was I don't think it was very well received but there's just I mean William Holden and Audrey Hepburn huge stars yeah. um it's fun if you're looking for a fun movie over the quarantine and then I watched my first Pink Panther movie last night. Oh, uh, speaking of, again, and Peter Sellers, yeah, I watched The Shroud in the Dark. And um, it was enjoyable. I, it, it reaffirms, though, that I like Peter Sellers, but that particular brand of comedy is not where my sensibilities lie. Like, yeah. I, like you know what I mean? It's very, it's very physical and over-the-top and goofy. But it was enjoyable and good. Neither of them, I would say, are deserve a spot in the five, but right. you know, too interesting that interesting to see another Peter Sellers performance, interesting to see another Audrey Hepburn performance. Yeah. I watched um Top Copy, which Peter used to have won Best Supporting Actor for. It's like a heist film. It's fine. It's very confusing. Um you can see a lot of like I feel like Ocean's Twelve probably took a lot from Top Copy. Top Copy. Um I watched A Fistful of Dollars, mm. which I'd never seen before, uh, which now just feels sort of like a standard kind of bloody 
Western. Yeah. I'm sure at the time it was interesting. Sixties violence is just wild. This, you sort of see it in Beckett when Beckett gets killed at the end. Yeah. Also just like, we're going to show violence by painting someone's face with red. Yeah. Like paint. Yeah. Um, and you're like, that's not what blood looks like. But cool. then you watch the end scene of fucking Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and you're like, ooh, Jesus fucking Jesus. Christ! Yeah, can we go back to this painting people's faces with red paint? Um, and then I watched the Umbrellas of Cherbourg. Uh, Megan, you want to pronounce the city for me there? Cherbourg. Yep. Oui, je parle français. So this movie is Ma mère a musical. de français. The, the movie's a, a musical um, that I've always heard a lot about. It's got some great style. I would recommend it most for people who love wallpaper. <laughs> um, there's a lot of great wallpaper in the film. So if you've been looking for some wallpaper inspiration, definitely check it out. That's a rousing um, endorsement. Yeah. The movie itself is sung completely through. Um, and it's very, it's just like boy meets girl, boy gets drafted, Girl gets pregnant, marries someone else. The end. And when you watch a musical that's in a foreign language, you don't get any of the wit or anything of any rhymes Mm -hmm. because you're just reading all the translation. Like it may, it may hold more for you, Meg, just because you're kind of fluent in French. So some of it you may not need the translation for. But for me, I was just like, this guy's just saying, like, I'm going to the theater today. Yeah. Like that's not, what is that? There is, I mean, there's a lot of foreign films that, uh, like Godard movies from this era that are just really about the visual yeah. nature not of for it. Me. Mm. Yeah. Not for me. It's also there's very also, long, right? The Umbrellas of Sherbrooke? Oh, it's, close. it's like an hour and a half. Oh. Hmm. Decker. Yeah. Um, but again, none of those would I put in the picture, really, even though I didn't like Zorba almost at all. Um, none of these feel like Oscar-y movies. Mm-hmm. Another weird year that, um, like we talked about, that particularly four movies seem like they're still sort of the popular in the popular conscience, but there's really not a ton else from the year other than like genres. What are the four? And, you think Beckett's still within the popular conscience? Well, just because I think people have people still know of Beckett. It may just be because they know Thomas Beckett. No, that's but I had I had not seen. I had seen the movie Beckett before we did this. Really? Wow. Well, yeah. I, I would like people to say if they are have the, the consciousness of Beckett before this. I mean, not the person Thomas Beckett. Hmm. Although probably people don't have that either. People are dumb. God, people I, are going out and partying. On uh, People are voting for Trump. People are dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Andrew, do you have a favorite movie of 2020? Which, that was really, by the way, you, I want to take that back. I'm not saying if you don't, if you don't know who Thomas Beckett is, you're dumb. That's a really, that's like a real snobby, weird fucking thing for me to say. You cannot know who Thomas Beckett is. That's stupid. what a Tower Hill to die. I know that's such a strange thing of like, if you don't fucking, if you're not intimately acquainted with the fucking British monarchy and it's where. Wherewithal things that happened at least seven hundred years ago. I don't know what you're doing, man. No, sorry. especially British saints. If you don't know them, yeah, I'm. I apologize. That's dumb. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, again, uh, I was planning on seeing a lot more movies until the um, uh, infinite quarantine happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but the movies I've seen this year. <laughs> are uh, Horse Girl, Cats, 
and Sonic the Hedgehog. So Sonic the Hedgehog takes it by a mile. Great. Haven't seen Worst Girl. Cats actually is 2019, so it wouldn't be anyway. Um, But Sonic the Hedgehog. All right. Meg? Um, I did see The Invisible Man the other night. Um, We rented it. It's enjoyable. Elizabeth Moss, man. What a deal. She's so good. Even in like a movie that's Mm. like, you know, pretty dumb. I think that's, you know, fair. Uh, But she's so great. Uh, Emma is the last movie I saw in theaters, and I think it's my favorite movie of this year. I mean, again, with the caveat that this, I'm in the hole for that, for any sort of Jane Austen bullshit. Um, But I really. What did you you think? uh, I'm. Before we end, I'm interested in talking to you a little bit about the movie because I know you're a big Jane Austen person. Love. And I also saw Emma. So Emma's I, also a tough, I think Emma's a tough adaptation because the character of Emma is like pretty unlikable and should yeah. be kind of unlikable. Um, so I liked this version because I think she she leaned, it seemed to me like she leaned into the like self, you know, the more like, insulated, naive, selfish sort of side of Emma. Right. Um, I liked her a lot. Would, yeah. Do you have a specific question? No, it just, it took me, I felt like the movie didn't really come together until the second half. I felt like, for me, it felt a little, um, yeah, I mean, scattered. Yeah, I, I think, think I, I, I will say, and I, there's been so much like talk about like, you know, comparing casts of like this versus right. that and whatever the whole thing. And there's some weird shit in Emma, in the book, like Mr. Knightley's like way older than Emma. It's pretty gross. I'm very happy that they evened that aged gap out a bit. Um, I think the first half really in particular of the movie and of the book super hinges on Harriet. And Uh um, I found the girl that plays Harriet in this Emma, I did not really care for. I didn't think she she just didn't have it, which sounds like a really bitchy, weird thing to say, but like... Tony Collette played Emma. I mean, sorry, played uh, Harriet in like the Gwyneth Paltrow Emma, which is okay. Um, yeah. But uh, she's so much. I mean, it's Tony fucking Collette. So yeah. yeah, I think that's probably. I think that's probably what you picked up on because I think yeah. a lot of it is like, do you give a shit about Harriet and like Harriet's kind and like Emma fucking with Harriet? Mm-hmm. And um, I just didn't yeah. care for that Harriet. I, I mean. I- Honestly, and I, I know you'll agree with this, it basically comes down to, guys, you're not going to live up to Clueless. No. It's, you yeah. can't do it. No. So, Best uh, that was going to be my question, is how does, how do you, would you compare it to Clueless? I mean. Clueless is a perfect film. Clueless is a so, perfect movie. There's nothing better than Clueless. <laughs> it's maybe, as Craig mentioned in my wedding vows, it's maybe my favorite movie, which is embarrassing, but also I stand by it. I think it's a really good film. I think it holds up too. I mean, I just yep. recently watched it last year. It's still really great. Paul Rudd looks exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I love, I mean, I live for Clueless, but there's a good one. There's a good version of Emma with Johnny Lee Miller. I think the BBC did it. BBC did it. Um, and then, you know, the Gwyneth Paltrow one is pretty good too, but I think as far as like period Emma's go, um, I like this one, I think the yeah. most. Yeah. It looks great. I mean, it looks um, awesome. And I think it, I think it ends up being pretty solid. I think it just takes a minute to get there. Yeah. Um, we were just at the Jane Austen center in Bath. Love that we place. Had, we had high tea. Been there. Loved it. It's cool. That's why My- cool you had high tea there. That's cool. Yeah. My mother-in-law is a member of the Jane Austen Society. Oh, oh. Uh, mm. Yeah. 
Andrew, do you have anything you want to plug? Oh, um, uh, my sister company, uh, I could plug my sister company. So I work for a company called Jelly Vision um, and our sister company is Jackbox Games. And so um, Jackbox is the uh, is having a moment right now because that's all anybody's doing is playing Quiplash. And so that's my plug. Uh, great, great people over there. So. My mother loves that game. She always begs me to play whenever we're around. You can play it over Zoom too, right? Like you can play it over whatever. Zoom. Yeah. Uh, the the best way to do it, I think, is over Steam, and then you can do Steam via Zoom. I'm still trying to figure out a way to do it over Apple TV. So if there's any uh, Jackbox employees out there who want to help me with that or listen to this podcast, do you do you get know. like free like a free subscription? if only for friends and family (laughs) i think you could spend the like 16 dollars. you could do it yeah it's um yeah it's like but there's multiple party packs um i also really like the game trivia murder party yeah that one's good that's fun i've played that at megan's Hmm. yeah again we, we we we're a jackbox family here yeah. You know, maybe one day we can all go to Megan sometime in the future. No, 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 no. After this, can't imagine that's going to happen. The Jorzaks are exiled from. Yeah. <laughs> Meg, anything you like to plug? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Murphy Megan. I've been posting a lot of uh, videos of me cooking and swearing, much to my mother's chagrin. Um, that's it. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at the Oscar should on Instagram or Facebook at the Oscar should have gone to. If you like what you listen to, please rate and review us on iTunes. Um, it's a weird time for podcasts right now. Um, even though everyone's locked up, uh, you know, I know I mostly listen to podcasts while commuting or while like working at my job before the store opens and stuff like that, uh, which are things I'm not doing right now. Um, but, uh, hopefully you're still finding ways to work out or listen to podcasts in the background while you do something else. Um, we will be back in the next two or three weeks. I don't know what we're going to be doing. Who knows? Who knows what the world will look like at that point, but, uh, we hope everyone that's listening is staying safe and healthy and staying home. And, uh, we will talk to you then. Thanks guys. Bye. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you had a good time. We did.